All right, folks, with the download button on Survivalist Podcast. And as always, folks, you can catch all of our old shows at survivalistpodcast.org and soundcloud.com slash survivalistpodcast and all places where fine podcasts are available. And two folks, if you want to go ahead and support the show, if you go ahead in the show notes below, you'll see our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, anything you buy when you go to Amazon, after you click that link, uh, we get the credit for it, and we'd really uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, help supports the show, helps keep it up and keep it free, and helps pay for a little bit of hosting and things like that. Really appreciate that. Uh, also, two folks, let's not forget about our wonderful group, uh, rebelsocial.media. It's a Mastodon instance, similar to something like True Social. And uh, we're a great group. We talk about we all talk about other things besides politics and, and prepping. We talk about video games. We talk about some a couple of us in there are, are coders. Uh, we talk about computer programming. Uh, we talk about all that kind of stuff. So it's a, a really fun uh, platform, and we really have a good time with it. And like I said, I want to invite everybody to come. Like I said, it doesn't cost anything. We don't sell your data, nothing. Uh, that's rebelsocial.media, and that is, of course, the social platform that we have. So come on and, and join. It's a good time. And like I said, we talk about a lot of fun things. We were talking about video gaming the other day. Uh, the other day before that, we are talking about computer security. So there's a lot of, we talk about a lot of good stuff there. So uh, it's not just politics. So please, like I said, feel free to uh, jump on there and uh, come hang out. I really would appreciate it. Uh, so, folks, uh, a lot going on in the news. We're going to talk about all that. Uh, a bunch of you did send me uh, some money-saving tips and a lot of that sort of stuff. We're going to get to all that tonight on the show. Uh, by the way, folks, I'd like to point out as well, I'm in my home studio today. Uh, I know a couple of you guys have said the audio when I do my mobile uh, my mobile unit, uh, the audio isn't as clear and as good, and it won't be. Um, you know, here I've got a Heil microphone. I've got, uh, you know, a Mac. I've got a lot of different stuff for that. I'm actually using a handheld uh, recorder. So uh, it's not going to be, unfortunately, as good, as, as clear as my home uh, studio. I try to do it from my home when I can, but I do travel for work. And unfortunately, this doesn't make enough money to do it full time. So I do have to travel for work and I use my mobile recorder. So, uh, but I do try to get at least two shows a week out for you guys. And uh, I know a couple of you guys have also too have uh, given donations as well on SoundCloud. Uh, I really appreciate all that. And like I said, keep pays for the hosting, pays for all the stuff we have going here. And I really appreciate all of that. So uh, thank you very much. So in the news this week, a couple things, a lot of things actually. So uh, Nancy, the Nancy Pelosi, her husband, that video released. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy about whether it's real, fake, doctored up. Uh, go ahead and watch it. You can find it anywhere. It's, I'm sure it's, it's on. It's been on YouTube, TikTok. It's been everywhere. Go ahead and find it. I don't. I. I mean, I, it looks real to me, but with Photoshop, deep fakes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, anything can be faked. I don't know. I do believe it. It may be real. Now, I think, you know, the investigation's over. They finally got the guy. We all know what he looks like. So uh, now they released the footage. A lot of people saying it's doctored up. I don't know. I, I really haven't made a decision on that. I did. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I watched it, but not with a lot of interest. Uh, I think at this point we know who did it and all that. And I, I don't know why they bothered to release the footage because I think some people thought he was lying. I, I don't know. But either way, the footage is up. You can go ahead and see it now if you want. Um, you know, it's out there. So uh, very important about that. 
that was a very important topic, like I said, that they made sure to bring up several times. And, oh, they released the video. And I'm like, who cares? They just gave the news something to talk about. Um, so the uh, Treasury blocked the Hunter Biden investigation um, from from happening as of right now. And, I, and I'm going to be, I know some people are going to get upset at me for saying this, but uh, I think at, at this point, I think that that is actually a very good idea. And I know a lot of you guys are going to say, why, why, why? I, I think, you know, with the Treasury having to, you know, kind of finagle funds until we get this whole situation straightened out with the debt ceiling, um, because you realize if they do that, uh, it's going to have to come out, it's going to, you know, all that fun, it's going to cost money to do that. And that money is going to have to come out of the treasury, which is going to shorten the runway uh, for this whole situation that's going on right now with the uh, debt ceiling. Remember, they only have, I think, to what, what April, they think it's in March or April. So if they did that, that would shorten the runway a little bit. Uh, those of you who don't know what runway is, it's the time they have before the money runs out. That's a term for a business term. Um, you know, runway means how much money you have left. But that would shorten the term because that money would, would have come out. And remember, the Treasury only has so much money to float this along. So uh, that would shorten the runway. And I, and I think maybe that's why the Democrats were pushing so hard for it, because they, or the Republicans are pushing so hard for it, because it would squeeze the Democrats even a little bit more, because now they would, not only would they be having this investigation going on, but they would lose a couple of weeks uh, with this whole situation as far as, uh, you know, it, they would lose a couple of weeks on that uh, that debt ceiling argument. Uh, still no thing yet. They want to cut back. So, of course, they want first thing they always pull out. They always say, oh, we're going to cut back Social Security. Uh, I knew they were going to say they, they always pull that out first. That's always the first thing that they always say when they're fighting for this any kind of budget cutback. Um, they, the Republicans always say we're going to cut Social Security. They've been saying that for years. Um, I think maybe they might cut back on the increases people are going to get, but they're not going to completely cut back. So come on. I mean, I, they, maybe they'll cut back the, the increases people are getting, but nobody's, nobody's going to be getting less money. I, I mean, they might up the Medicare stuff a little bit. That might cause people to get a little less money. But I, I, they, I don't know. They, they always, the first thing they always do is go after Social Security, any kind of public assistance and that's the first thing Republicans always go after it's it's always been a thing it's nothing new but uh like I said that's the reason why the the treasury denied it because that would be that's money that's going to come out and that's going to make the the whole situation with the debt ceiling the whole time they have to figure this whole thing out uh even shorter so that's why they they said no I think after the debt ceiling thing does get straightened out uh, I do think that you're going to see for sure. You're definitely going to see uh, investigation, but I do think it's going to have to be. Uh, it's going to be after the whole debt ceiling thing gets figured out. I'm, I'm almost positive uh, that's when they're going to go ahead and they're going to, you know, allow this investigation. So I, I do think it is going to happen. I do think it's just a matter of time. Uh, it's just getting the whole debt ceiling situation taken care of first before they go ahead and, and, you know, spend money on it. Also too, uh, something else I wanted to, something else that I thought was, was interesting to me anyway, uh, meta, uh, is going to restore Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts. Uh, apparently, like I said, I talked to this a little bit last week, but apparently, uh, they're saying that this could really, uh, mess things up for true social saying, because they're, they're saying that Trump might have to restructure his deal with true social because of the way that this, the whole situation works. Uh, one of the reasons why, and, and this is a kind of interesting thing, one of the reasons why they're saying 
that uh, tech companies anyway are saying the reason why Facebook is doing this is because one, Twitter already re, you know already allowed his account back, but uh, if Twitter was was like the bullhorn or the way he got the information out he wanted, uh, Facebook would have been his bank. Apparently, a lot of money it came through Facebook from donations and stuff like that. I guess Facebook and, and donations were, were a, like, were almost like hand in hand for him. Uh, he re- received an incredible amount of financing for his campaign through Facebook. Now you have to understand too, Facebook is, I think if I'm not mistaken, Facebook takes a percentage of that because they do the processing of the credit card. So if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the other reason why Facebook did this is because that's a way of them, you know, Facebook has been struggling financially and this is a way of getting one payment, pro, you know, payment fees to getting more people to the platform, uh, you know, you know, because fa- that's what Facebook's doing. I mean, yes, it's because he's running for president, but I also agree that it's, it's a way of Facebook driving traffic to the platform, which it is. It's a way of them, like I said, er- earning money because all the people that are going to make donations to Trump through Facebook. Apparently, they say from the couple articles I'm reading. It's saying the majority of his campaign funding, a big large portion of it, came from his website and Facebook donations. So imagine all that money that uh, Facebook made on uh, on Trump just from his uh, just from his campaigning. So I thought that was uh, definitely something I wanted to look into, uh, and the fact that I was because I kind of was like interesting. I'm like, why are they allowing his account? But because they had originally said it was going to be a ban, it was going to be a lifetime ban. Uh, unless he ran for president of the gangs, then they have to allow it. And they did. And so, but I think too, it's also a way of driving traffic to the site. It's a way of Facebook making money at a time when they're hurting, they're losing a lot of money. Uh, that metaverse thing has not seriously working out for Facebook like they thought it was going to. And I really believe that that is probably one of the main, one of the main reasons why he is, you know, why they're allowing it. So interesting, uh, you know, with that. So Biden and AOC and Nancy Nancy Warren, uh, <laughs> let's call her Pocahontas. <laughs> um, you know, as somebody who is a landlord and owns multiple properties, I get so annoyed when any of the three of them get together, uh, specifically <laughs> AOC and Pelosi. So apparently, they they want to roll out a federal program that will allow for regulation with landlords. So simpler to have you have similar, how do you have rent control in states, certain states like New York, New Jersey have rent control. Pennsylvania does not, which is where I am. Uh, there are other states that don't have it as well. There's only a, a, like Philly, like Philadelphia, like in Pennsylvania, it's regional. So like Philadelphia, I believe has rent control. I think Pittsburgh does, but uh, we don't, there's it's very, it's more regional here since we're a Commonwealth. Whereas places like New Jersey and New York are like it's it's mandated by the state, but apparently they want to roll out a a federal, you know, a federal. I don't know. They have they don't even have a word for it. Uh, we want to roll the exact words. We wanted to roll out a a federal uh, rent control or federal uh, landlord control system. They don't even know what the hell they're calling it, which is really annoying to me. But. Apparently, they're saying it's it's due all because of the governor saying that they can't get affordable housing in the cities anymore or a lot of other places. So this is their answer. Of course, the federal government, let them step in. They'll they'll fix the problem. They're not going to make it worse than it already is. So apparently, uh, this was again proposed by my three my my two favorite people, AOC and Elizabeth Warren. 
uh, and when I say favorite people, I'm being overly sarcastic, just so you know. So they are saying that they're, oh, don't, now I'm going to go on my rant. They are part of the reason why that whole nightmare with not being able to evict people it, during COVID happened. AOC and, and, um, Elizabeth Warren, oh, people can't afford to move. People you know, people shouldn't be moving because go let them live there rent free. And oh God, they get don't even don't even get me started. They're they are the biggest. I, I just can't. Those two people alone just really oh don't even they're both of them. Just they, they don't understand they don't understand rent. They don't understand landlord is a business. We're not a charity. They are just the biggest they, they don't understand believe me, they don't even get started. Those two annoy me more than anybody in the entire house. But apparently they want to say, they're saying that landlords are raising rents too high. Well, of course, the landlords, the rents went up. We have to make up for the stuff that we've lost over the last couple of, over during COVID and the eviction process and people, when they get evicted to trash the place, of course, the rents went up. We have to make back what we lost thanks to you. Yeah. So they said the first part of this would be the, the renter's bill of rights. It never, let me tell you something. Okay. As a landlord, renters have more rights than I do. Okay, and let me, <laughs> they don't need more rights. Where's the landlord's uh, bill of rights? Uh, they're saying that this would allow people to only go up with rent, uh, would limit rent increases, okay, and would allow rent control in most cities. Uh, they're saying that for, they're saying that 50% of progressive lawmakers, including Elizabeth Warren, again, my favorite person, and AOC, uh, sent a letter to Biden earlier this month urging the president to take executive action to protect tenants from rising rents. Well, how about you protect the freaking landlords? How about we start with that? Okay. Uh, in the absent, uh, in the absence of affordable housing, the la- the the president needs to step in and allow for affordable housing for people. Uh, apparently, they're believing that the rents have skyrocketed due to rising ri- the landlords rising. Landlords raising rents. Uh, yes, it's all started because of COVID. We have to make up. How many of us had people living there for over a year and never had to pay rent? See, that's the problem, folks, with, with these people down in Washington. They don't know, okay? And, and most of them think, okay, that us land that there's landlords, you know, they first of all they think the house is paid for, okay, which it's not. A lot of us have mortgages, okay? They think the houses are paid for. They think we're, you know, they think all landlords have a ton of money. So, you know, we can afford to float these people along. I mean, you know, th- this is the problem with the federal government. They don't understand that landlords are not rich. We are there to make a profit. It's a business. Renting a home to somebody is a business. There's a lease, there's a contract, okay? But no, they think, oh, the landlords' their houses are paid for. The, the taxes, of course, are, not, are free. You know, we cannot pay those to the federal government. And, of course, the government will just say, oh, you know, the, sure, you don't have to pay these taxes. If you're not making money on the house, just, just don't pay the taxes. That's fine. They don't say that. They want their tax money, okay? So this whole thing is a bunch of crap. Okay, rent prices rose 7.45% year over year in November. Uh, they're saying that that's triple. It should The annual rent increase should only be 2.2%. Again, a lot of us are trying to make up our losses. And the other problem is, okay, is a lot of people that people are renting to have literally trashed the places. And these poor landlords, they had to spend a fortune to evict the people. Because remember, evictions aren't free. Though, you know, Even though the federal government caused a problem during COVID by not let, letting people live there for free, okay, 
was it free to evict them? No, we still had a bill. We had a bill for that too. Okay. So, and then, okay. Now they're saying that, you know, the problem is that they're going up too much and people can't afford houses. Well, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, but, um, you know, we we're all, all all landlords are not rich and we all can't afford, you know, to, to float people along forever. Okay. So, you know, this whole thing with this, uh, with them, oh, we're gonna we, we we need to do something uh for for the landlord. We need to do or we need to do something for the tenant. We need to do something for the, the tenant. Well, what about the landlord? What about us? How we got screwed? Was there any was there any any mortgage forgiveness for us? Was there any? Uh, yeah. By the way, folks, I want to point that out. The, the federal forgiveness for mortgages that you know that was only on your primary residence. That did not count towards rentals. So, was there any mortgage forgiveness for us? No. Okay, we all we just had to suck it up and and, and deal with it. You know, th- this whole thing with again, th- these th- these particular specifically these 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 groups of these couple people, okay, they they cater to the people that get them elected, and those are the low the the lower income people which usually rent. Now, I'm not saying anybody with low income. There's nothing wrong with anybody that's low income. Hey, I grew up. It was tough growing up sometimes. Okay, but. The people, most people that are lower income that have no credit are renters. And that's why they're doing this because they know that that's their voting base. And if they can get them cheaper rent and all that kind of stuff, it, it, that, that's votes. Everybody that gets cheap, that's all going to be votes for them. Okay. They know that it doesn't matter that the poor landlord is suffering. No, of course not. Cause we're all rich. You know that everyone, every one of us that owns properties, we're all, t- 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 we're all rolling in money. It doesn't matter that somebody causes $10,000 of damage when you evict them. No, 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 that doesn't matter. All that matters is, you know, is that these people can't afford their rents. Well, you know what? Let's talk about something else, okay? The rising housing prices, okay? Have everybody's taxes have been reassessed. I have properties that I'm, that I'm paying almost double the taxes on I was paying three years ago. So what am I supposed to do? You went up with the taxes, okay? Trickle-down economics means that I have to make that up somewhere. The person that's the customer is the tenant. So their rent has to go up so that I can absorb the taxes. You want me to go down with the rent? Go down with the taxes. It's that simple. Man, am I wound up about this. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry, I'm like in war mode about this because I am somebody who has been a landlord a long time. I've always been fair with my rents. But unfortunately, the last couple of years, economic change has caused me to have to go up with rents. Nothing I can do. My taxes have gone up. My insurance has gone up. Everything has gone up. So I have to charge more rent because I have to make a profit. I cannot own a home and be breaking even on it, especially if there's repairs, because then I'm losing money, okay? It is a business. I have to make money. It's a pro- it's, it's a business where it, their, their profit needs to be made. There's repairs that have to be done. There is inspections. There is, uh, you know, may upkeep and all that. And I can't run, I can't have houses that are, that are losing money. I have to make a profit because there are years that it's going to be big repairs, okay? You know, they, they don't understand this. You know, every, you know, they don't. They, 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 you're dealing with people that probably never rented to people. They don't know. They just want affordable housing so that they can get their votes, okay? Because that's what it comes down to. They cause this problem. By upping the taxes, by upping the fees, by upping energy prices, okay, they cause this problem. How about this? Bring the instead of instead of making me have lower rent, how about you lower their heat bills or lower their gas bills? Okay, you know that there's there's other places that the, that the change can be made. It's not always the landlord's fault. 
Okay, I'm fair with my tenants. I repair everything when it breaks. I have I have always been a good landlord like that. But but okay, if 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 the if if I can't go up with the rents because of the taxes and all that, okay, and I'm losing, I can't lose money every month. On, I can't lose money every month on a house. I can't do it. There's no money. I'll go bankrupt. Okay. There's no money that way. I have to go up with the rent so that I can have put money aside. So when there is repairs or damages, I can pay for them. Okay. If I, you know, they, they don't understand that. They don't understand that those higher prices are now because the landlords have to make up for their losses, make up for put money aside so they can pay the higher taxes, pay the higher fees, pay the, you know, the, there's so much more. Their inflation problem caused that. Uh, how about the fact that the interest rates keep going up and some of these poor landlords now, their mortgages have gone up two and three times. What was, you know, th let's talk about that problem. Nobody talked, not all landlords have fixed mortgage rates. Okay. They have adjustable mortgages sometimes because they're commercial property, some of them. Okay. How about the poor landlord that, because you keep telling the federal government, go up with the interest rate, go up with the interest rate to, to slow the economy down. Now you'd have landlords that have had to go up with their rent because their freaking uh, mortgage payments have gone up two and three times what they were three, four years ago. Let's talk about that. No, of course not. They're never going to talk about that. They don't. That's not there. There's no money in that. Come on. There's no votes in, in, in that. There's only votes in making cheaper rent and making the landlord suffer so that they can get votes. Well, there's not many times I get wound up on this podcast, folks, but I'm really wound up about this because they caused this problem with taxes. OK, and with interest rates. They caused this problem, and now they're asking Biden to take an executive executive order to fix the problem for the t tenant? No. How about you take executive order and fix the problem for the landlord? How about that? And then he doesn't have to go up with the rent. Oh, boy, am I wound up. Boy, oh, boy, am I wound up about this, because this is just something that, to me, it, it's just, it's beyond... Is beyond stupid, and they don't they don't understand how business works. Most of them don't, and that's why you know, like this one today. White House approved sixteen million people, okay, for student loan forgiveness plans, okay. Whether they see relief or not depends on the Supreme Court. We don't know yet, but okay. How about the people like me who didn't get any student loan forgiveness? I just had to had to uh, pay our student loans. What about us? What am I getting my student loan forgiveness back? I paid all my student loans for 15 years. Where am I? Give me, give me some forgiveness for the money that I paid. But no, they don't do that. It's only, you know, they're, they're, they're catering to, and I'll tell you why. And I, and I hate to say this, but, and I'm not saying everybody that went to college got a good job and all that. And I, and I know that's not always the case, but here's my other issue. There's a reason why he keeps forgiving student loan debt. Okay. One, because the millennial base is his main base of support. The, every time he 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 helps somebody wipe away a loan, that's a that that's a vote. Okay, that's the way it is, and it's that way on the Republican side. Every time they make something better for somebody else, that's a vote. Okay, that's the way this world works. But 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 they know the millennial base is Biden's base. Now, the most of your millennial bases are people coming out of college, in college, or will be going to college. That's why it's all student loan forgiveness stuff, because that's votes. But nobody talks about that. Okay? Now they're talking about, in New Hampshire, they're saying that there's what they call Trump fatigue, because apparently he's been, he did so much uh, campaigning in New Hampshire, apparently now a lot of people are... Uh, Apparently, they're saying the people he's gonna have to stay out of New Hampshire. People are they're saying his rally numbers and stuff like that are, are down because people are kind of getting sick of him always campaigning there. So I thought that was an interesting story. By the way, 
Liquid IV. They're not a sponsor. I wish they were. <sighs> a great company, guys. Any of you guys, if you're not, if you're like me, and I don't like water. I know it's the best thing for you, but I don't like water. So, uh, Liquid IV. You pour a little stick in. You get nutrients. You get hydration. Uh, they're great companies. There's other companies out there too. Um, uh, there's a diet. Uh, what's it called? Uh, ice drops and stuff. There's a lot of different stuff out there, but I like Liquid IV just because they have a lot of choices for flavors. But if you're like me and you don't like water, uh, I really recommend Liquid IV. Like I said, they are not a sponsor, guys. But the reason why I bring them up is um, if you are going out in the woods hunting or camping and you're going to be sweating and exerting yourself or if you're going hiking in the summer, uh, if you put a little liquid IV in there, it helps give the water a little extra oomph. Uh, like I said, it gives you sodium. Uh, it gives you all different kinds of nutrients and stuff like that that will help keep you going. It's like kind of like Gatorade but without the extra sugar. Uh, so I strongly recommend that liquid IV. They're not a sponsor. I don't get paid a dollar for that ad, but uh, like I really, I do like the product and uh, I really, I do use it. So I recommend it and it's not expensive. You can get a box of it for like three, four bucks at uh, Walmart. It's one of the very few things that with the cost of inflation is still uh, pretty cheap. Do you know the thing that surprised me too about cheap? I want to talk about that for a minute. Has anybody else noticed that that's the one thing that hasn't gone up during inflation and hasn't, there's been no shrinkflation is Arizona tea. It's still 99 cents and it's still 20 ounces, those big cans. Just want to point that out. That's the one thing that hasn't gone up. <laughs> uh, I don't drink as much of it as I used to because I've been dieting, uh, lost, losing weight, but um, I'm trying to get in shape, but uh, I have noticed that, but when I was drinking, I did notice that tea is the one thing that uh, has not gone up for has not gone up during the uh, all this stuff. I was kind of surprised. I, I'm waiting for Arizona tea be like to, to go up to like a dollar five or something like that, or go up even a dollar, one penny more. I'm I'm really I'm waiting for. I know it, people say it's not going to happen, but I don't know. I think it, eventually it's it's going to have to. I just I think there's going to come a point where they're just going to have to go up at the price if they're going to stay. You know. Uh, make money. So some other some other things I do want to talk about. Uh, apparently in Midtown, New York, uh, Mayor Adams, he wants to convert some of uh, Midtown offices into apartments. Uh, I want to actually talk about this for a minute only because, uh, well, one, we we're talking about renting and stuff like that. So that was one of the reasons why I wrote this story down. But um, I want to point out too, I think that is a lot of people have said, oh, that's prime real estate for businesses. But I know uh, since COVID, uh, a lot of businesses have gone remote. A lot of people like Uber and places like like people like Twitter and places like that have not reopened their offices in New York, uh, especially the dot-com people. And some businesses obviously did go out of business during COVID, but I know specifically dot-com, some of that, uh, a lot of companies that could work remote did work remote. And a lot of that office space has been empty for over a year now. And I think he's trying to, because don't forget too, it's empty. That means people. That means less people in the city, less people spending money in the city. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some probably maybe issues with the taxes in that building, but uh, I think he wants to turn it into a uh, higher end. I mean, it's going to be high end apartments. There's no way it's going to be affordable for Johnny. You know, you know the, the little guy. But um, if they turn at least if they turn those those places into apartments, I'm sure people will buy them and use them. But uh, and, and this is all still still roll. You know, I want to say overflow from COVID, but it's all basically because of COVID. You know, a lot of businesses, especially dot-coms, did not go, did not open their offices back up in the city and they're just letting people work from home now. So, um, I think he's kind of looking at that office space saying, hey, what can I do to kind of get this back on the, you know, get these people 
renters, whoever back on the, um, you know, businesses, renter, somebody in those buildings. So not vacant in, in, cause that's New York city, man. And that is prime real estate right in New York city. So, um, like I said, I'm not really, I kind of figured they were going to do that. And I think it is, I don't think New York, New York is the business capital of the world, but I, I just don't, I think converting them to apartments, high end apartments might be the best way to go. Cause I just don't see people going back to the cities like they used to. I, I don't see many, many, I know a lot of, uh, computer company, a lot of businesses, uh, tech companies, especially that are just starting remotely. They're not getting offices anymore. They're just letting people work remotely. And, uh, this way they have a bigger pool of people to work from and, you know, to get as far as employees and stuff like that. So I, I just don't see, uh, you know, those, <laughs> those places being occupied by, especially tech companies or any real company anytime soon, uh, especially with all these technology layoffs, um, right now that are going on with all these big tech companies. I just, I don't, I mean, doc, I mean, now's a really tough time with this economy to start a business, let alone start a tech business and, and afford the rent of something like a New York. So I have a feeling that what he's thinking is, okay, well, let's, let's at least get these apart, at least, you know, maybe we, we spend money to convert these into apartments and at least this way we get people back in them. Cause I can tell you right now, there are, especially with the way these tech layoffs are happening, there's a lot of programmers right now. And, uh, you know, if you are a tech company that, um, you know, needs programmers. Now's the time to hire. But uh, I, I can tell you right now, I know a lot of tech startups are not going to be spending money on New York rent places, and a lot of businesses in general, especially uh, you know any kind of stores and 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 open you know bought big box stores of that are not going to be going into New York City right now with the cost of everything. So, uh, like I said, there you know I think he's looking at it as okay, this is if we put these as apartments, at least they'll be used and they won't be sitting here. Uh, you know, just collecting dust. Uh, those of you that are listening, you can hear what, what you're hearing in the background here is Opie, the, uh, the wonder dog. He's, uh, apparently he wants attention and that's why he's here. And then Scruffy, my other little guy is, uh, is here as well. So the, the boys want attention. Now they're walking around in my office. So I'm sorry for all this, uh, all the noise in the background. So speaking of, of tax relief, uh, apparently Michigan, if you're in Michigan, uh, they do. They're trying to approve legislation for one billion in, in tax relief. So apparently, what they're doing is they want you. It's going. You're not going to see it like as like in the cash, like in the form of stimulus check. But what you're going to actually do is they're going to apparently in your tax return. If you live in Michigan, uh, you're going to get uh, some tax rebates back uh, as part of your income tax to actually try to try to help people and help stimulate Michigan. Apparently, Michigan's they're having some issues over in Michigan. Uh, I guess, especially with the they're seeing layoffs and stuff like that. So uh, they're trying to help stimulate that that particular state by giving refunds back for some of the stuff, you know, not refunds back, but money back in people's tax refund. That's what I'm trying to say. So Hasbro had a round of layoffs, the toy company. They had a, a round of layoffs. So I wanted to point that out. You'd be the work that, you know, I, I keep... Every time I see these layoffs, I put them down here on the list as something to talk about because it just shows you how many places. I mean, it's not just tech company. It's everybody that's laying off. But I just want to point out this is just a sign of the upcoming, you know, I mean, this is basically a sign of the upcoming recession is, is what this is. All these, lay, this is what happens. I mean, layoffs, I mean, this is exactly what happened in 2008. The only difference is the housing market hasn't crashed yet. But everybody losing their jobs, it very well might. 
So, because I pointed that out, somebody's like, well, the housing market is great. Yes, but between Facebook, Microsoft, Google, and every other company, Amazon, and then all these other companies that are laying off, uh, it's a very good possibility that the housing market might, 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 you know, crumble. They're like, oh, there's tons of people, places, everybody's looking for help. And I'm like, yes, but you're talking about, and I'm not saying anything, I'm not saying anything bad about anything, but the, the people, the places that are looking for workers are usually the blue collar restaurants, dock workers, stuff like that. Okay. The people that, that we're talking about that work at places like Microsoft, Google, and stuff, those are homeowners. Okay, most of them are homeowners. Okay, if you, the people that have jobs like that or have worked at a company for 15, 10, 15 years, 20 years, they've bought a home by now. Okay, so the people that are being laid off right now are homeowners. Okay, now I'm not saying that's going to cause them to lose, some might, some might lose their houses because they can't afford to pay the mortgages, especially if the mortgages have gone up due to the increase in the interest rates. Okay, so this is just a, like I said, the, the big, the layoff, when, when you have big companies laying off like this, those are people that are homeowners probably. And I'm not saying anything bad, but, but generally your people that work at your lower income jobs that are looking for help right now, like McDonald's and, you know, any of those kind of places, those generally are not homeowners. Those are renters. So, and I'm not, and I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just telling you statistics. So, the people right now that are losing their job at these big companies are homeowners. And that's, that's, that's just step one. That's what started in 2008 was a lot of layoffs. Then all of a sudden the housing, the housing bubble, the stock market, everything crashed and the layoffs happened. This time it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be the layoffs and then the housing crash. So it's going it, to, you know, it, it's going to be the similar to the same situation. Just the, just the occurrence of events is going to be a little bit different. So that's what I'm telling you right now. It's, you know, people, a ton, lots of people lost their good paying jobs. Give it now that people are going to fall behind on their mortgages. Give it a couple of years and you're going to watch the housing market crash. Watch. I, I can almost guarantee that's what's going to happen. So like I said, just pointing it out. Not, I hope it doesn't happen for these people. I hope that I don't want anybody to ever have to go through losing their home. God forbid. I, I pray that these people don't. And I feel bad. Anytime I hear layoffs, I always feel bad for people because it's going to affect their whole lives. But that is you know, the truth of it, people at these kind of jobs are people that are generally your homeowners. So, um, let's, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, bed and bath and beyond, uh, declaring bankruptcy. Uh, you know, it, it just shows you too, how things have changed. Uh, those of you that watch shark tank, I know a lot of you guys, we've talked about shark tank on the, on the, on our rebel social media a couple of times. A lot of you guys have watched shark tank, but, um, that used to be the biggest thing. At your, oh, I'll get you know Lori Grenier. I'll get you in Bed Bath and Beyond. I'll get you in Bed Bath and Beyond. That was always a big thing that she can get anybody on QVC or Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, apparently, Bed Bath and Beyond is uh, not doing it too hot and are declaring bankruptcy. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before they, they're they're going to be out too eventually. I think I think places like Bed Bath and Beyond, like they're going to be like another Sears, they're just going to go out because it, there's only there's only so much stuff you could sell in a store like that. Just like Sears, there's only so, I mean Kmart. I mean there's only so much you know. I mean Target's going to be stay around, Walmart's going to stay around, stuff like that. But I think you're going to see like places like Michaels and stuff like that. Eventually, I think you're going to see even Hobby Lobby. I think eventually you're going to see a lot of these a lot of these big box niche stores uh, eventually going to go out. I think stuff like Five Below and things like that that are affordable probably are going to stay around. But I do think a lot of these big box and niche stores uh, eventually are going to going to go out of business. I just think it's it's I think it's just inevitable, unfortunately. Uh, other news that I thought was very important. 
due to labor shortages in, in Walmart and CVS pharmacy. Uh, by the way, folks, I'd like to point out to you, though, those pharmacy techs are, the pharmacy people themselves are very, you know, a lot of school, but the pharmacy techs are basically anybody they hire off the street and they te- just train them. Um, while they work very hard and, and there's stuff to know, uh, they're not the, the actual pharmacist. But apparently due to, ha- due to sh- shortages, uh, they're going to be adjusting hours at the pharmacy, not Walmart itself. Walmart itself is still going to be up in CVS, still going to be up, but the pharmacy uh, is going to be adjusting hours. So uh, very important, those of you that do use the CVS and Walmart pharmacy, we use Walmart, uh, we used to use CVS, but uh, they're going to be adjusting their hours. So uh, very, very important if you do use any of those places to know that the hours are going to be adjusted. So important information for you guys there. Uh, AAA made an announcement the other day. I printed this one out. Uh, well, printed it out, but you know, saved it or whatever. Remember when you used to print stuff out? I mean, nobody does anybody print out concert tickets and stuff like that anymore. I mean, I, we all do it with our phones now, either Android or iPhone. Everybody, I we talked my wife and I somebody the other day that nobody prints stuff, prints concert tickets out. Nobody prints passes anymore, stuff like that. All that's all digital now. Like, like what was it like? And I, and I'm, I'm, I don't you fly. I don't fly on a plane too much. Most of my stuff is driving, but. Uh, like my wife and I were talking the other day, she, she was like, what was the last time you were on a plane? Like, you know, like, you know, nobody prints their plane ticket anymore. It's all on their phones anymore. But, uh, AAA had, uh, saying some states have experienced much bigger gains, uh, in gas, uh, saying Colorado, it's, they've, they've seen 98% increase, 98 cent increases, Georgia, 70 cents, uh, Delaware, 62, Ohio, Florida. But uh, what they're saying is gas is actually up. Usually gas is down this time of year. People aren't traveling right now. Holidays are over. Uh, generally, the gas doesn't start going up again until Easter time. But apparently, they're saying gas is up due to issues with uh, the... <laughs> my dog again. Uh, doing issues with the refineries. And they're saying that the refineries are the big problem because they're not making enough oil to keep them. They, they're pushing the gas prices up. That's that's what they're saying. That's what AAA is saying uh, in this article. So I thought that was uh, interesting, and I wanted to bring that up to you because I was like, well, that stinks. Uh, I know some states don't have the gas tax. Pennsylvania does, but I know like New Jersey, if you go to New Jersey, it's like 40, 50 cents cheaper because of the gas tax and once the gas tax get and a couple of states trying to put the gas tax on and i can tell you this folks once the gas tax goes on even they say it's only temporary it's never going to go away once they figure out a way to make you pay more taxes it never goes away just so you know that folks <laughs> um even these local amenities now have like uh, uh pennsylvania here like the local boroughs and stuff have right to work tax they call it where you have to pay to work shouldn't they be paying us to work in those way this is right now but again, once they figure out a way to add on taxes, uh, they never go away. So, but I thought that was interesting. According to GasBuddy.com, uh, the app, they're saying that gas is going to be four dollars a gallon again by March. And I remember I said to you, I don't ever see it. I've been saying it on the last couple of podcasts. I don't see the gas going down anytime soon, especially down to two dollars a gallon. I don't think it'll ever go back down to three again, if I'm being honest with you. I think it's going to keep rising. And, and here's the scary part, is the more these energy prices keep going up, okay, the more it's going to push inflation up. And now you have people that just lost their jobs, and now their heating bills are going to be more. So it's really a, you know, a really tough thing. I mean, the economy is, is on its way to issues. Uh, it really is. And, and I hate to say that, but 
I mean, I just got eggs today, and look at how much eggs are costing now. I mean, it's it's really ridiculous um, how much eggs are costing. It, I mean, just just that alone, milk. I mean, all the ne- you know necessities, especially if you have children or stuff like that, are all going up. So, uh, and that's going to keep pushing everything else up. So it it's really. It's a scary time right now, folks. It's a scary time, especially if you're a survivalist or a prepper. Uh, scary times. But uh, so um, a couple of things I, I did, a couple of things on a lighter note. Uh, we talked about the doom and gloom of the news. And unfortunately, there's no other way to say it but the doom and gloom of the news. But uh, I do want to talk about a couple of things. Uh, Rebel, a couple people have reached out to me on Rebel Social and then some other things that have people have been sending me. Uh, I've been keeping tabs on things. So we've been talking every week. We've been talking about these money-saving tips, right? Well, a couple of people sent me a bunch more. My wife also contributed to these as well. I'd like to point that out. My wonderful wife uh, going to be married uh, nine years this year coming up. Uh, we've been together for fifteen. We've been married nine. So no, we've been longer than that. We've been together. Yeah, 15 years we've been together, we've been married nine. So, uh, but she gave me some ideas as well for the podcast. Usually she does not participate in any of the podcast notes, but we were driving home the other night and I told her I was thinking about, she was driving and I, I was jot, I was looking for, for stuff to, for the show. And she had said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm working on some stuff for the show. And we were, there's like an hour ride. And then we started talking about money saving tips. She threw a couple things at me here. So some of these are from her. I like to point some of these out. Uh, so money uh, the money saving tip number one that my wife had thought about is go to a restaurant that's BYOB. Uh, so a lot of people now we do not, my wife and I don't drink at all, but uh, I know a lot of our friends, her friends, especially they like to drink. And, um, instead of going to a place where you have to order a bottle of champagne or wine, which is expensive. Uh, if you go to a restaurant, a lot of restaurants are BYOB. There's no cork there's no cork fee or anything like that. But uh, if you go to a place, you know, you know buying a, a bottle of wine from the liquor store is much cheaper than buying it out of the restaurant. So uh, my wife had said she recommended uh, going to a place that was BYOB, bring your own booze, uh, you know, to, uh, to save money. So I thought that was a good tip, especially if you are somebody that likes a little wine with dinner, something wrong with that. But um, if you are somebody that likes a little wine with dinner, rather than ordering a glass of wine, um, some places that they do, some places do serve wine and they won't let you BYOB. But if you are going to a place that, um, you know, nice dinner and you want to save a few dollars, go to a place that is BYOB and bring your own bottle of wine. They usually don't charge you a quirk fee or anything like that. There are some places that do. I want to point that out. But even so, if they're charging you a few dollars for a quirk fee, uh, it's still cheaper than maybe spending 20 you know, 20 bucks on 20, you know, on two glasses of wine. So either way, you can get a whole bo- a whole glass of wine or a box of wine. Some people do box wine at Walmart, some of that, um, you know, rather than, you know, 20, 30 bottles for a whole box rather than, you know, you have a couple glasses rather than just one glass. So uh, my wife pointed that out. So I thought that was a good money saving tip. So you go to a place that's BYOB, uh, you can save yourself money on the alcohol by grabbing a bottle and uh, instead of buying it there. Uh, somebody sent this to me in, in, in the media in the media, and a couple people of us, we, we were kind of goofing on her. Uh, she had said, eat before you go out. So you don't need to order something big. Um, my whole thing is, is if I'm going out to eat, I'm not going to eat before I go. out. I know what she's saying. And I do agree with what she's, I do understand what she's saying. If you eat home and then when you go out, you just order an appetizer, it's much cheaper. So I get what she's saying. And maybe in a social situation, that's what you do. 
Um, but if I am going out to dinner, I'm going out to eat. But uh, in a social situation, that would be good. Like if you're going out with friends, maybe instead of so you don't have to order a whole meal, maybe you just order an appetizer and you could save money that way. In a social situation, that might work. But um, if you're actually going out to dinner, that would be kind of silly because then you'd be spending twice. Uh, so... Uh, somebody says, uh, and I thought this was a good one. My wife had said if she goes someplace with the kids, she'll pack snacks or she'll have to stop and get snacks. So those of you that have kids, uh, you know, make sure you bring snacks or have a box of non-per. You can get non-perishable snacks. Like if you get, and I know maybe not the healthiest thing, but you could get like like fruit loop, uh, fruit loops. I'm sorry, you can get like cookies or uh, fruit snacks, some of that to stay in the car. Um, maybe get a box of those. So when the kids are hungry, you just give them, uh, you know, fruit snack rather than have to go out and buy it and and spend the two three dollars where there you can get the whole box for three or four dollars so uh that was a good saving tip i thought was good that was my wife brought that one up uh i somebody pointed out to put change in a jar i have more more money saving tip rather than a money putting away tip money saving tip but they said if you go ahead and you go out uh you know you know and you have some change on you put the change away into into a change jar and that money will, will build up over time that's really more of a good saving tip rather than a good money saver but uh Somebody, my wife had said, uh, shop at the Salvation Army. I, I think that is actually a decent tip. If and the reason, I mean, I know somebody like I'm not going to wear Salvation Army clothes, but if you are somebody that says in construction or something like that, and you you're, you're going to you're going to beat the crap out of your jeans, uh, maybe go there and get a couple pairs of, of jeans, maybe just to knock around in. Uh, especially if you're you're a homesteader and you know, you're going to be doing dirty work on the homestead, rather than ruining a good pair of jeans, you get a pair of jeans for like a couple dollars, and especially if you ruin them, you know ruining a 20 30 pair of jeans so that might be an idea uh somebody had said grow your own food that's a tough one only because sometimes that's not always a cheap way I mean, it's healthier but it's not always cheaper so I, that one i don't depends that that's like a yes no kind of thing if you're if you're if you have all the stuff that's great it is going to save you money if you have to buy everything not going to really save you money uh, one tip my wife did give me was join Walmart Plus, and I know you think I know I told you last week. Well, you know to cut back on subscriptions, but my wife had pointed this out to me: is if you join Walmart Plus, you get ten cents off on gas at Exxon and places like that. So, um, not only and you're also going to get Paramount Plus for free. So. For for ten bucks a month, you're you're not paying for Paramount Plus. You're getting ten dollars off on gas. You're getting free delivery from Walmart, so you're not paying any delivery charges. So I think Walmart Plus actually may be a money saver because, like I said, you're going to get off on gas. You're going to get free shipping, and you're going you know and like I said, you're going to um, you know save money because they have special offers and stuff like that. And then, like I said, also to you not paying from Paramount. So I do think money. I do think Walmart Plus, um, unlike Amazon Plus, is actually a money saver because you're not paying. You're 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 actually going to save with Paramount. You're going to pay save with gas, and you're going to pay on. You're going to save on shipping. So sometimes Amazon keeps giving stuff, but it's not really saving you money except on the free shipping. With the Walmart Plus, you actually do because you're getting special deals. You're getting which which do save you money. Uh, you're, like I said, you're getting Paramount, you're getting a little gas, you're getting the free ship. So there, there are some, so I think that one may be a money-saving tip. So I want to point that one out. Uh, by the way, some people had po had pointed out uh, side hustles that you could, some people had said to me, well, what would be a good side hustle? I got some feedback after the show. 
By the way, folks, I love all the feedback. Uh, like I said, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, it's my handle, KB3YUA, my ham radio handle. Also, to rebelsocial.media. I love all the feedback from the show. I really do. Uh, please keep it coming. I really enjoyed it, and it helps me as well prepare for the show and kind of know what you guys want to talk about, what you want me to you know, say and some of that. So it's really good. Uh, some people had said, what, what could be a good side hustle? We got into a little chat about this on Twitter. I think it was on, I think it was on Twitter. I don't think it was on my thing. I think it was on Twitter, but, um, somebody had said something you could do is sell stuff online. Now people said to me, well, what could I sell online? Uh, some, you know, <laughs> you could sell, go through your basement, go through your attic, go through your garage, anything you find, you could sell online. That's an easy way to start a business without any money layout. You're going to sell it on eBay. You go through your, you know, go through your attic, go through your garage. You know, I bet you, I bet you if you went through your attic, your basement, your garage, your junk drawers and all, you could find stuff that was valuable to sell. Maybe not quite a lot of value, but you could make extra money that way. So I thought that was a good tip. Uh, also too, somebody had said, you want to, you know, start a, have a garage sale. That's the you could do. And then any, what I would do, the way I would do it personally is I would go through everything have my garage sale, the first big, of big, you know, if you can in your area, have a garage sale or yard sale, whatever doesn't sell, then I'll put it on eBay. That's the way I would do it. So you get a bunch of money up front and then the rest of the stuff, you could piecemeal it out on eBay. So I would do that. Uh, like I said, somebody had said, uh, what else could you do? If, if you're in the trades, any kind of trade mechanic, carpenter, plumbing, anything, take side jobs. That's something you could do. Uh, if you're a teacher, somebody said you could tutor. I thought that was a good idea. Uh, craft sales, that's one of those things you can and can't. It depends on what you're doing. Uh, somebody had said, and, and I know myself, I used to do this, raise birds. I used to raise uh, up here, and, and it depends on the area you're in. Uh, up where we are, bird hunting is a big thing, and people sometimes need the birds uh, to go hunting. Sometimes you can't always rely on the birds being there. So I used to raise quail and sell them. Uh, that was a little side business I used to have for a while. I don't do it anymore some of the time, but uh, I used to do that. Also, too, if you have chickens, you could sell the eggs. They're $5, some a dozen. You could sell them for four. The pe- person's saving a dollar, and you're making $4 on your chickens. It helps offset the cost of your chickens. That's a money saver. So some really good uh, really good ideas there from you guys. It was a really great, a lot of good, good, good stuff from you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I want to thank you all for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.